Yeah, 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 yeah. What is good? What is good, my people? Let that beat ride. Yo, yo. What is good? What is good? What is good? It is your boy, Big Drizlax. D to the Sizlecki in the motherfucking house. So before I start, I just want to explain what this podcast's about. It's literally all over the place, but the whole gist of it is just about trending hip-hop and hip-hop with substance. Things that'll last over time, over things that, you know, are just trending. Basically, things that are just popular this week, and then a month later, no one gives a fuck about it. I know that I talk about a lot of older hip-hop as well. I just want everybody that listens to these podcasts to know that if you don't really know a lot about old hip-hop, stick with me, ride with me, and, you know, learn. It's a beautiful fucking culture to be a part of. I've been a part of this shit for 30 years. So if you want to learn about this beautiful culture of ours, which is hip-hop, which is all aspects of hip-hop, this is what my podcast is about. Man, there's been so much shit going on this last week in my city. COVID lockdown again and lack of work and police sirens. I honestly feel like I'm living in the apocalypse, bruv, in some fucking sci-fi movie or some shit. Hip-hop-wise, I just saw a couple of nights ago that Pop Smoke's murderers were arrested. actually know who these guys are. Some people saying that they're Hoover Street Crips, which doesn't really make sense because wasn't Pop Smoke a Crip? Wasn't like the Woo faction of the Crips. Someone else on Instagram was saying that he was throwing up bees for bloods when he was getting arrested. He posted the videos up on Instagram, which it's fucking unbelievable, really. Dude's in cuffs and he's throwing up gang signs and happy and shit that he fucking murdered someone. So, I don't know. I don't think that's going to look too good for him in court. It's crazy because the biggest problem with what I saw is that with the five guys, two of them are underage. In Australia, you'd get tried as a minor, but I'm not sure how it works over in the States and shit. And... It's just a fucking tragedy. I've been following this shit from the get-go. The first time that I ever seen Pop Smoke, he was on Complex doing like a sneaker shopping thing with Joe LaPuma. I was like, man, who the fuck is this? He just got back from Fashion Week. You could tell that there was something special about this kid. The way that he carried himself, he was like a no-nonsense type of guy. Really just blows my mind. It's a real tragedy. Everybody's saying, yeah, the killers have been caught. It's fantastic. About time. This is dope. And it is, man. I guess for his family, you know, people want closure. But it's not going to bring him back. And that's the thing that fucks me up the most. Because it wasn't just about a rapper that had a certain style and everybody loved his style. The thing about Pop Smoke was that he was going to change the way that New York rap sounded. Where everything had kind of moved down south. Um, Not so much in the underground for us in Australia that pay attention to underground shit, but, you know, in the top 40 type of stuff, it seems like everything's kind of gone down south, Atlanta, you got Travis Scott from Houston, and Pop Smoke was going to bring that New York flavor back. 
And for a lot of us, especially a person like me that's a bit of an older head, I wanted to see New York back in the limelight. You know, back in the days, it was LA and it was New York. You had the Ghetto Boys, you had Outkast, you had groups like that. For the most part, hip-hop was on the east or the west, and it's cool, I don't mind the south side shit. With south side hip-hop, there's more of a grittiness to it, and I really like that, but I was excited for the torch to go back to where hip-hop began, and that's New York. And having a rapper from Brooklyn, Kanasi, that was using these crazy beats from like Axel, 808, Mellow, and this drill scene, there was a certain sound that was coming to New York and it was fucking exciting. It was gang shit, the ad-libs were loud, the style was, it was like raw and new shit. I was really looking forward to seeing where the fuck this was going to go. And yeah, just seeing Pop Smoke cut down in his prime like this is fucking crazy. At one stage, a couple nights back, I actually had tears in my eyes. I was listening to his album, and when he got up to the track Mood Swings featuring Little TJ. Oh man, I could hear him. It's so hard to explain, but um, I feel devastated with this shit. And um, the track Snitching, of course, I'm pretty sure that that track was directed at 6ix9ine, even though the track isn't really all that much about snitching. The other track, Gangsters, seems a little bit more on that front. But there's some real banging-ass tracks on this, man. 44 Bulldog and Gangsters, The Woo. The biggest thing about this podcast that I wanted to talk about today it wasn't just about Pop Smoke. I wanted to talk about Benny the Butcher and Westside Gun from Griselda and Conway the Machine. So I saw an Instagram post the other day and it was on the Griselda fan page. The 2020 takeover is in full effect and we're only halfway through the year. Who is Conway about to drop from King to a God? Get Benny about to drop. The DJ Drama BSF joint, and he has two projects with Hit Boy and Harry Fraud. Of course he does. On deck. And you already know Westside Gun ain't stopping this year. He made that very clear. There's something about this whole trending fucking culture. Just gonna sidetrack a little bit here. I was at JB Hi-Fi the other day, which is just like an electronic store in Australia. I saw a kid carrying an Illmatic album, right? The dude looked like he was 14 or some shit. He was probably a little bit older. He would have been like 18, I'm guessing. And the whole way home, I was thinking to myself... I really wanted to know that kid's story. How did he get to the stage where he's at JB Hi-Fi holding Illmatic, NASA's Illmatic? And then I was thinking, that's an old as fuck album for a kid that age to be holding. And yeah, I just kept going in circles with this shit. I really would love to know the story. If I could go back to that moment, I would have walked up to him and tried to start a conversation. I fucking actually regret not saying something to him. And this is what I'm talking about. I'm talking about timeless hip-hop. And I'm talking about trending hip-hop and watered-down shit. I know I started the podcast talking about Pop Smoke, but at the same time, as much as I love his album, it's very surface level. I've listened to it about 10 or 15 times and it's starting to wear thin a little bit. And I don't know if that's because he wasn't around to finish the project, didn't have enough content, they didn't have enough of his raps and shit like that. But then I kind of think to myself, why did 50 make this a, what, 17-track fucking album then? Why is there 17 tracks if there wasn't enough verses to go around? Actually, it's 18 with the outro, and then there's the bonus Dior. 
which personally I just think they should have left off or they should have remixed. I mean, what's the point of chucking Dior on there? Unless it's just to take fans that don't know about his mixtape to the mixtape. I guess that's maybe a reason why 50 did it, more calculated type of move. I don't know. So I know that this podcast is all over the place. I'm talking about Griselda. I'm talking about Pop Smoke. I'm talking about old school Nas shit. But yeah, I just see this whole trending, watered-down culture shit. Whereas back in my day, and I know dudes are going to call me out for this shit. They're going to be like, dude, you're a fucking dinosaur. But we were very loyal to the artists that we were following back in the day. To the point where I still have a lot of these albums on my shelves. If you want to see some of the shit that I rock, go to my YouTube channel, The Drizzlax Hip Hop Show. I literally started that two months ago. Subscribe as well. I need the subscribers. <laughs> Forever plugging. We're loyal to the Jay-Zs and we're loyal to the Nas's and I'm loyal to KRS-One and Gangstar and Primo. and We're loyal. I'm loyal. Whereas a lot of this new shit, it's just not worth being loyal to. Even like with 6 9 and shit, he's releasing these tracks, they blow up and then everybody gets bored with it, like Gooba. Gooba got a crazy amount of fucking views on YouTube. Millions. Just the money that he would have made off of YouTube. No wonder the guy's fucking dripped out and driving crazy ass cars and shit. That fucking track, Gooba got 452 million views. The track after that was Trolls with Nicki Minaj. That got 195 million views, but that was only posted a month ago. So it looks like he's doing a track a month. And then the latest one, which is in Spanish, and I don't know if you guys have seen it or not. It's just chicks jiggling all over the place, which shit's crazy. That one's at 72 million views. So combined, where's he at? He's around 700 million views on YouTube. Even if he never made a cent outside of YouTube, he'd be doing all right, just as a YouTuber. One track a month like this, balling. To me, it just seems like trending hip-hop. It's hot until it's not you know will his fans be bumping his shit in five years time i guess we're gonna have to wait and see um yeah substance i've been thinking about a lot of things lately and i've been asking myself a lot of questions loyalty like is loyalty a thing of the past you're loyal to your favorite artist and you find that one album like i've been listening to eminem's music to be murdered by it's absolutely fucking mind-blowing every listen you discover something new layers upon layers upon layers upon layers one of my favorite albums of all time is rock marciano's Marsberg album and that album also is just layers upon layers upon layers it's very hard to get into that album very very hard to get into but once you get into it it'll blow your mind over and over and over like it fucking it still blows my mind i chuck it on in the car and i'm like i just discovered something new about this shit so i know this podcast is all over the shop but i want to talk a little bit about the griselda albums griselda's blowing up at the moment everybody knows benny the butcher and west side gun and conway the machine and 38 special and flea lord a lot of their albums are the same i started off being a massive benny the butcher fan and then all of a sudden i just started not liking him as much i know a lot of people are going to jump all over me for this one but benny the butcher his style is just so fucking repetitive i got caught in the trap i got a kilo and i gave it back i clap every single lyric and line just sounds the fucking same i think the most talented out of the three of them is conway the machine 
Conway for sure. And Westside Gun, the whole ad libs, the blah, 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 blah. Dude, you sound like an old fucking Mazda with a Bridgeport engine in it and shit. Bap, 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 bap. That shit does my fucking head in. Andy's voice just isn't that pleasant to listen to. Without getting into too much detail about, you know, their styles and whatever. I just want to say, like, how quickly their albums just wear real thin. I hate it. The first time I heard Butcher on Steroids, it's the one with Green Lantern and shit. It's the soprano scene at the front of the, the butcher shop. I absolutely love this. It was like... How many tracks? 12 tracks, 33 minutes, this mixtape, Shit's Fire, they rap over the component Noriega, and tracks like Rivi. And it's crazy because after a month or so, I started to hate this album. Another album that Benny the Butcher did with 38 Special called Stabbed and Shot. I really loved this album in the beginning. And then slowly and slowly over the course of the month and now when i hear it i fucking cringe this is where this whole idea of me doing this podcast came with that griselda instagram post and just there not being a lot of substance there just isn't a lot of fucking substance these days everyone's on to like the new thing and then they're bored of that shit and then they go on to the next thing and i'm asking where the fuck is the loyalty at but at the same time, how the fuck can your fans be loyal when you're releasing shit that's watered down? This isn't concentrated fucking cordial. This is watered down fucking cordial. You can barely taste what flavor the shit is. Uh, I don't know if everybody calls cordial cordial around the rest of the world. I think Americans call it Kool-Aid, but that's more powdered. I'm talking about the real liquidy fucking shit that you put water in. And Is that like just... Totally Australian or... <laughs> I have no fucking idea. But yeah, that's the question, isn't it? How can I be loyal to something that I get bored of within the first three or four weeks? This isn't Rock Marciano's Marsberg album. This isn't Channel Live and KRS-One sparking madism. This isn't fucking KRS-One Freeman Mir. When I hear that track, man, I still get goosebumps. I'm like, oh, that beat. Like, whoa. Substance. So much substance. 6 9 releases something, boom, it's out of fashion three weeks later, no one gives a fuck about it. Albums get released and three months later they're forgotten because, you know, they had three dope tracks on them and then nobody else gave a fuck about what was going on. You have these other albums which the whole underground is kind of behind and they're like eight track albums they have an intro an outro and two skits and then there's like six or seven tracks and fucking people are calling that shit an album and you listen to it abc raps no fucking substance shit's whack in about a month or two and you're like ah oh, cringe we can't listen to that shit anymore that's okay because those same artists are putting out a different album once a month and then these kind of artists have the fucking gall to diss people like eminem they're like oh he's played out he's old he's irrelevant so many people could never ever be on the level of an eminem they could never be on the level of releasing shit that fucking dope but Releasing an album a month that's limited to 250 copies on vinyl and you get the fucking marketing through that because it's so rare and everybody's posting it on Instagram. Look, I fucking got one. Wow. I got the clear vinyl. I got the red, white and blue one. I got the fucking pray for Paris bullshit. 
I got that dupe, the dupe, is that how you fucking say it, dupe media, rare as fuck man, one of one, <laughs> yo soon they're gonna be doing fucking drops man, one of one, five million people trying to cop the fucking Jordan Dior's, but uh, we could apply that to hip hop as well, we'll just make 300 copies of the album, put it on wax and we'll just say yo, look how much people want our shit, our shit's so dope, everybody wants it, right? Yeah, they don't want it because it's fucking dope, homie. They want it because it's rare and it resells on fucking eBay for $1,000. People want to make money, man. People's lazy. But yo, straight up, man, I give fucking props to all those motherfuckers. You got to hustle, you know. Man's got to have his hustle. And, you know, hustle it up. Anyway, I'm going on a fucking mad tangent here and shit. I just needed to record something. Like I said, I'm on fucking holidays for a month, so I'm going a little bit stir-crazy. But I thought if I just keep busy... And I do a podcast maybe every couple of days. I shoot a YouTube video. I posted a YouTube video last night on my OG Talks tech channel. Which just hit a little bit over 500 subscribers. Which is fucking gangster as. Check me out over there. And um, what do you guys think? Do you think I've got a point? Or do you think that I'm just talking shit? I'm going to leave it there. This is going to take me a whole day to edit. To the people all across the world that are listening, it is so greatly appreciated. From the bottom of my heart, thank you so much to all the people that sit down and listen to me dribble shit for half an hour. It is your boy, Drizlax. D to the Sizlecki. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, let's ride. Till the next time that we meet my peoples. Yo. One love. Oh.